0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com When Kala Yisroh left trium, so we talked about the matzo that baked on their back. And I said, well, let me tell you how this whole thing happened. So every morning I wear Rashi Trillin, and my father Lusham, used to wear Rabbeinu Tam it's the second period of Tulin the Pashas are in a different order um, so if you have time and you'll spend learn with the Rabbeinu Tam you're supposed to learn Mishnais when you're wearing Rabbeinu Tam and you're supposed to be learning halach when you wearing Rabbeinu Tam and Tehillim so it's for people who have don't run out of Shul so they take their Tulin off and then after leno and then they put this Tulin on and they spend about another 20 minutes learning Davin whatever they have to do so it's my mini that I, I learn every day. At mission of Perkyavos, but the way I learn the mission of Avos is I just open the sitter to Perkyavos and I just point. And whatever comes out, that's my message for the day. So two weeks ago, Tuesday night, I gave a share. I guess I didn't give one here. I did. I gave Wednesday, but I didn't give last week. So I um, so I spoke and I said that when we were kids. We learned that when they left Mithrayim, they had matzah on their back, and it baked. How silly is that? Because to bake matzah is about 300 degrees. First of all, the desert never hits 300 degrees. And second of all, if the matzah on your back went from dough to matzah, then you got to be baked also. If the matzah was hot enough to bake on your back, it's got to be 300 degrees. You're going to die. It's like you going into an oven. It's not. It can't happen. So and there are many kashas, there are many kashas on it because it says in the plastic very clearly that by that they baked the matzah. it didn't bake on its own. I'll read you the plastic. Pasik says Well Shimurim. And they went out. It says like this. They went, from, they went from Mitzrayim to a place called Ramsays, Then they went to Sukhasah. And they baked the dough. Not the dough baked, but they baked the dough. Now, as kids, we never learned that they baked the dough. So there's a lot of dratayus on this. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You can spend all night on this. The Ebed the, Ezra says, what do you mean they baked it? He says, "Hine habatzeik. So, when they left in Triumph, it was dough. Until they got the Sukkos, they didn't bake it, they got the Sukkos, and they baked it. That's what he says, okay? Um or The Ramban says. Matzah is... Where are you? Where are you? He says that they baked it... On the way. Not over there, they baked it on the way. Uh, the Archaim says... So... So... What do they do? Because we have a big problem here. Matzah, from when the water touches the dough, you have 18 minutes to make matzah. When they left Mitzrayim, it took them a lot more than eighteen minutes. So, even if the dough on their back was dough, and then it baked in the sun later on, it, it's, it's chametz. It's definitely chametz, right? For sure, it's chametz. So that wasn't matzah that they could eat on Pesach. So, all the mepharshim say. All the mepharshim say that they baked it. Either they baked it on the way out of Mitzrayim in an oven, or they baked it in Sukkos, or they baked it in Ramses, they just met, they just were there for a couple of minutes. Nobody says it baked on their back. We as kids learned it to baked on their back. My father-in-law was shown, used to take a little sack and put it on his back and walk around the table, and this is how they left me trying, with dough on their back. What, right? How many, how many girls sitting here right now did not learn that, that it baked on their back? The did that. What? I only the did that. No, he was European. Oh. No. So, so, so how many, how many of you how many of you have learned? We all learned it. We all learned it baked on their back. All the kids know the songs. Everyone knows it baked on their back. All of a say no way. Did it bake on their back? They baked it. Okay. And and there's a lot of other questions. Why why we eat matzah all together? Because that mitzvah to eat matzah on the first night when they were in Mitzrayim. If matzah is a memory on the dough that was on their back that it baked when they left, how could they be eating matzah in Mitzrayim before they left when there is no memory yet? And the calling Pesach, you ate. Because Hashem passed over all the doorways at midnight when he killed all the B'chayrim. But they ate the Koran Pesach erev Pesach. So Pesach didn't happen yet. So what's going on over here? So pretty much the answer is that the mitzvah in Mitzrayim to eat morah, matzah, and, and the Koran Pesach were the mitzvah be'itah, bismanah, only for that time. The reason, right? And that should have been it. They ate it in Mitzrayim. The reason... That we eat matzah is in memory of leaving Mitzrayim with the dough on our back. In other words, I don't know if we would have left with a lot of other food if we'd be eating matzah. But specifically because the matzah, the dough which you say when, in the Haggadah, because when you left the dough wasn't baked yet. But the question is, that matzah, that matzah could not have been matzah, not chametz. It took a lot more than 18 minutes. So it's very interesting, he says that the reason they put it on their shoulders, why do they put it on their shoulders? If you have dough, put it in the wagon. They're left with thousands of wagons. Tens of thousands of wagons. What are you carrying it for? Do not have enough stuff to carry? Right? Where where'd they put their cell phone? If they have, you know, they not have any cell phones. Nobody's in a humorous mood tonight. Okay. Everyone's very serious. Pesach cleaning. All right. I'll get serious. Right? So why did, why did they just put it in the wagon? And the answer is, you ready for this? They put it on their shoulder so that as long as they were walking till they got to the ovens in, in, uh, in sukos, they continuously needed it. They didn't leave it alone. They didn't let it rise. So that's why it was on their shoulders. Okay, now. So I made this big announcement that it's nonsense to think that the matzah baked on their back because it's 300 degrees. I opened up the Mishnah Wednesday morning after I gave my Tuesday morning, my Tuesday night share. And the Mishnah in Pirkei says, the one that I open to and I point to, that any, uh, any rabbi, any teacher who quotes the Torah wrong, Mishayev Ben Afshayi, he's, I don't even say what, what the punishment is. I'm like, why would I be pointing to this? Like, what did I say last night that this Mishnah came out like this? I'm like, the only thing I said is I made fun of this thing that we learned as kids the, the are baked on their back. It's impossible. When it, the, the desert is never 300 degrees. That, not that hot. So I went, I went back and I said, you know what? That's the only thing I said. And you know what? It's something that's been said over and over and over and over and over at, 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 at and in Yeshiva. So like, you're making fun of something. You better make sure that there's no source for that. So I went and I started learning the question. Because well, this form, everyone's like, you baked it here. They baked it there. No one said it baked on their back until, Hashem led me to the Ben-Oziel. Now let me tell you what the Ben-Oziel says on that plastic. They took the dough that they took out of Mitzrayim, the Sadrina al-Reishayhen, and they put it on their heads. You know what a Sudr is? It's like a, a handkerchief. You see the Arab ladies, the baskets that they carry? So underneath the baskets is like a, a material. So the basket's not sitting directly on their head. That's a sudur. So they put these sudurim on their head. These sadrin, this this like blanket, washcloth, whatever you want to call it, towel. <laughs> and the dough baked from the heat of the sun. Uh oh. <laughs> so the Yosef Ben Azil overly says. They didn't go to an oven. They didn't go to succos sukkos. They put it on their head and it baked from the sun. Now, right is still asking. 300 degrees. It couldn't have baked from the sun. Their heads would be baking. You can't live in that kind of heat. Perish and Benazil says the following. It baked. Where did it bake from? they didn't have any food with them they didn't have time to bake matzahs Hashem made a miracle he made a miracle that the sun was able to bake the matzah without, without it getting hot so it, didn't, it wasn't 300 degrees just the, the light of the sun however it did it made the dough into matzo so Wallstein on Torah any time said something that was so wrong that it would have gotten around that this whole this, it's, it's a fib, it's not true yes, Yonason Ben said that's where it comes from that when we learned with kids that it baked in the sun, it's a preface Yonason thank God I saw it otherwise it would have put you something very wrong but there, there is one Rabbi, Yonason Ben who is huge, right who said that it baked by a miracle in the sun, even though it wasn't 300 degrees. So you need to know that. I just have to clarify that. I clarified it by the boys last week, but I forgot that I wasn't here. I wasn't here last week. Okay. So that's very important. Now, before we get into a little bit about frogs being crocodiles, which is very fascinating, we'll talk about that. The favorite show in the safer over here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the three things that Klai did. So so when we went out of triam, there was this miracles and miracles and and ten plagues and then the splitting of the Yom Suf and Marcus Bechoros and it was this huge miracle and the whole world saw it and no one ever got out of Mitzrayim. Hashem's hand was in it. Loy Malach, Loy Shliach, he did it himself. When we got out of Bovel, 70 years of Bavel, no miracles. No, nothing happened. We just, we got out of Bovel, Half of us came back there to throw. The other half stayed up there. What happened? There was no, no big Yeshua like coming out of a Mitzrayim. Manishtana, what was the difference? So it brings down what the difference was that when we were in Bovel, we talked bobbly We talked their language. We looked like their, their clothing. And for that, Hashem doesn't do miracles. If you want to assimilate, which we're going to talk about tonight. If you want to assimilate... Then Hashem is not going to go out and do miracles for you. If you want to be like the Goyim he's not doing miracles for them. Why should he do miracles for you? So even though they're on the 49th level of Tumah, okay, that's very low. And they served up Zarah. They bowed down to idols. Hashem said, but they didn't assimilate. They didn't assimilate. They didn't, they didn't get dressed like the Goyim They didn't get dressed like, like Egyptians. They didn't wear their clothing. They didn't change their names to Egyptians' names, they're Fahid. They had Hebrew names. And, right? They didn't change their language. They didn't speak Egyptian. They spoke Hebrew. So even though they fell to such a low place, because they did not assimilate, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did all those miracles. Now, what's the I don't understand? Like, like, but they stood the way Zora. They were, they were not they didn't even serve Hashem, they stood up to Zora. On the 49th level of Tumal, like, why, why do they deserve that? And the answer is that, Kaiserel, you, you see the effects. The effect is amazing. Because they, they, they had a gvol, they had a border, they lived in, where they lived, they lived different. They lived in Goshen. They didn't live with them. They lived in Goshen and they went to work with them and they didn't talk like them. They didn't curse. They didn't use bad language. They weren't fresh. Because Leshayim doesn't just mean their language; it means the way they act, the way they talk, the way they look, the dresses—not only the is part, but the way they look and the way they get dressed, provocative, and whatever the Egyptians did—they had—they were terribly immoral, right? And a person's name—they didn't, uh, you know—I get some emails, right? So it goes to the girl, and then she gets, she prints it out. She, I don't have I don't have a computer, and then they put it on my desk. Some of the names of of the girls that send me these emails, <sighs> their email names, I guess, what do you call it? You don't call it an email name. What do you call it? No, what? Mean, no, I don't call it. What's, it like, what's your... A screen name? Yeah, like a screen name, right. I'm like, embarrassed. its I don't i don't even want to say it, what it says. It's like the top name of the line. And she's asking me on the bottom, shyless about this and that, big shyless and questions... Halakha, this and that, and the name on top is like, whoa, I didn't even know that, it, you can't even tell that it's a Jewish name. Right? So, those are screen names, right? You have to have a screen name like the Goyim. So, you know, you should have a screen name altogether, whatever I'm saying. But, what, ha- when, what, what happened in Mitzrayim, that you know that there was not one intermarriage? You know, 210 years, the Egyptians had all these women that were, you know, Jewish women. And the, the, the Jewish men, they were, they were Jew, they were non-Jewish slaves. There were a lot of slaves in Mitzrayim outside of the Jews. It was the slave trade center of the world. So there were a lot of non-Jewish women there too. And there wasn't one immoral act in 210 years. One, there was one. Where the Mitzray fooled a Jewish woman, she thought it was her husband coming home, and it was the Mitzvah coming home. And that was the one that Moshe Rabbeinu killed. That was the one that Moshe Rabbeinu killed. And the pregnancy from that, from that, the, that woman became pregnant. She was Jewish. Shah was Jewish. Was the Makalel. Was the one later on in the Torah that cursed Hashem. Okay? So, so, that happened by accident even. Not one immoral act. In 210 years. But they served a How could that be? And the answer is, that if you, if you you have a Jewish name, and you dress like a Jew, and you talk like a Jew, you might fall in certain Averis and Pratim, but your, your, your assimilation, your, for a Jew to have an immoral act with a non Jew, right? It's an act of assimilation too. It's like, if I'm not different, if I'm not on a high, I, I don't keep myself on a different level, so then, yeah, I'm like I'm like them anyway. So I might as well be like them. I talk like them. I walk like them. Their music, I have their music. I have their dress. I mean, today, what what you know, what what don't we have that that that, that, that copies the guy in? Everyone at Sneers is trying to do the minimum. Everyone's trying to do the minimum. I'm not just talking about girls. There are guys also. I go to shul. These guys, I'm like, what skinny pants? Like, what's the deal? What's the deal? I know, but I can't talk about it because they say red wall That you, the reason you make fun of it is because you can't wear it. Okay, I understand that, right? <laughs> What's the deal? And all these mothers, people, people mother come to shoot them, All these mothers, these mothers, they put on their little kids these pants. You got to peel them off. They're tights. They're not pants. What are you teaching your little boy? And then, and and, and and not only is his pants so tight, but his socks. Oh my gosh, happy socks, skinny pants. They didn't have that in Mitzrayim They didn't have that in Mitzrayim <laughs> Yeah, they served the way desire, but they didn't wear those pants. And they didn't wear those socks. And they didn't look like that. And they didn't talk like that. And they didn't have English names like them. So it's a big problem. Because once you once you do that, once you break that line, Hashem's like, if you don't want to be different. I'm not going to treat you different. Everything, everything he does is mida kinege mida. So if you don't want to be different, you want to be like them, I'll treat you like them. That's exactly what's happening. We have a huge breakdown in that. And that, I mean, I, you know, there's a struggle for girls in sneers. It's your struggle. It is. It's a struggle of a woman. A boy has different struggle. The struggle of a woman is sneers. For whatever reason, I'm not going to get into the reason, but that's, that's the struggle of a woman. But a guy, like how, how do you how do you getting dressed get dress like that, like and it's not healthy. It's not it's not mentally healthy. It's not physical. I mean, I don't want to say the name of the rich yeshiva, I told you a few a few months ago, yeshiva came out to me. He told me a crazy story. This kid, this this mother comes calls one day and she says, "I am coming into yeshiva," and she's talking to the principal, the owner of the school, and I want to meet with you and the Rebbe of my son kid was a second grade or third grade. I don't remember what he was, and, and, and so the, he said, sure, come in, she comes in, she sits down, she goes, I need to know what's going on in this class, so there was, she, she had no idea what's going on, he looks at the Rebbe, he looks at him, he's like, I don't know what she's talking about, she goes, my son was never a, a, a bed wetter, my son, my son came home, his pants were wet what's going on, why are you making him nervous that he's making it in his pants the Rebbe's like he started smiling she said, what's so funny he says, lady it's not me it's a true story, Rashiva told me the story way before I started talking about this she said, what do you mean, it's my fault it's your fault I said, I'll tell you the truth the first day um, I saw you, you, your son asked me to go to the bathroom Right? He came back. His pants were wet. Okay. The little kid, you know. Things happen. So the next day, second day, it happened again. So I said to him, Yankala, you got to raise your hand earlier than you are because you're not making it to the bathroom. And he said, no, Rebbe, I made it to the bathroom, but I couldn't get my pants down. <laughs> he said, why couldn't you get your pants down? He goes, because they're so tight so he looks at the mother and he says what are you doing? what are you doing? us? it's us? why are you putting up your pants on a kid? so what what are we doing? so then you when they grow up and they're a little different you're like why? what are you dressing them like that for? that was Mitzrayim we were in the worst place if you look at the Rambam and Mitzrayim dressed like an Egyptian they were the most immoral anything that we have today that's immoral the Raman brings out that they did everything. They did everything. They allowed two men to be married to one woman. That, nobody has. Two men to one woman. Not two women to one man. They let women marry. Men, women men marry. Everything that we have today, they had then. It was the most immoral place in the whole world. What saved Klay Yisrael? They didn't assimilate. They lived separately. They acted separately. They looked separately. They talked separately. And because of that, Hashem said, if you want to be separate, even though you're serving everybody the Zara, right, you don't want to be like them, then I won't treat you like them, I'll treat you differently. He split the Yamsef, he brought the Makos. Forget about what he pulled off because of that. So, individually, I can't, I can't tell you to change the world, and I can't tell you to change the Jewish nation, but individually, individually, each one of us, if we want to be treated differently, We want Hashem to treat us differently. Then we have to dress differently, and we have to talk differently, and our music has to be different. Our music has to be different, and our lives have to be different. And the more we assimilate, the more Hashem says, "Okay, if you want to be like them, then I'm going to treat you like them." So individually, when a person wants to come out of his Mitzrayim, right? And it's it's definitely a very, it's a very big protect, it's a very big protection. When you when you you dress differently, so there are places. My father used to always say, "If if you can't wear a if you have if you're going somewhere that you have to take your yarmulke off, then it's a place. Then it's a place you're not allowed to be." Always said that to me. If you feel you're going somewhere, baseball game, wherever you're going, and you have to take your yarmulke off, then you shouldn't be there because if you take your yarmulke off, then you're one of them. If you feel you have to get dressed, and I'm going to this meeting and I have to, I can't be dressed theistic because they're going to look at me like I'm weird, so I have to get dressed like them, you're not allowed to go there. You're going to the wrong place. Well, I have to listen to their music, I have to go to their Christmas party, those, they're going to be different. Okay, you don't want to be different. Hashem says, I won't treat you different. <laughs> you won't be treated different. It's up to you. It's your call. It's a very important lesson, that they didn't, it, 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 you think about it, right? I don't even know where that came from, that they had that kayach, Two hundred and ten years to live in a land, and 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 not talk to and not. I mean, I'm sure they could speak the language, but that's not what they spoke. It's really pretty much what the uh, Balshemtov did in Hasidus. And Hasidus, created Yiddish. It's a different language. It's not the language. It's not Polish. It's not Hungarian. It's not English. He created Yiddish. They they also all their names. There's no such thing as an English name. No Harry, Maurice, Eugene, right? Doesn't exist. They all have. Yiddish names, right? And they dress differently. It's the Himamish took out of what, mitzray, what we did in Mitzrayim, not to assimilate. They look different. And therefore, they can't walk in somewhere because they feel like everyone's looking at them because they have a beard and they have payas and they're a strimal and they, 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 and they have white socks and they look different. So, no, you can't walk into a movie theater looking like that. I can walk into a movie theater. All I gotta do is, or, whatever, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm only learning but I can walk, But I can walk into a movie theater. Put on a Yankee hat, finish. You don't know that, you don't know that I'm Jewish. Put on a Yankee hat, just sit there with everyone else, no one knows the difference. Right? So yes, it, 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 it's definitely, sure, there are people that with that are gonna step over the line. But the rive, the rive, the rive, it makes you look, when you look different and you talk different and your name is different, it, it, it segregates you. And then you don't assimilate. And that's the worst thing that we could ever do because every time Kleistrel assimilated, we got whacked. We were in Spain, we were the top, the richest, most powerful, closest to the king. Out. In Europe, in Germany, in the parliament, in the government, and this and that. Out. Every time we want to be like them, we get kicked out. So it's very important when we sit by the Seder that we focus on that part of the Seder that Kleistrel went 210 years without one immoral sin. It's, if you think about it. that one guy off the derech. Hello? Now one guy went with a Goyesh girl. You know what's going on today? Oh my gosh, you know what's going on today? Every single day I get a phone call. Every single day. Do you know the assimilation rate? It's like 60, 70 percent. 70 percent of Jews are marrying Goyim. 70 percent. It leaves only 30 percent. 70 percent of assimilation in America... And in have been trying for 210. Zero. Zero assimilation. Why? They were different. Nothing with being different. It's the opposite. You want to be different? I treat you different. You want to be the same? I treat you the same. That's a very, very important lesson. I, I gave this shit last night. A 15-minute blurb to, to Torah anytime. It's very, very important. Again, I'm not... I'm not perfect either, I, buy, I try to buy nice clothing um, I try not to wear initials that aren't mine mm-hmm. Of all the designers, unless there's a, a designer that has a ZW Haven't found that guy yet, right? But I, I try not to wear other people's initials mm-hmm. But um, there is getting dressed like them And there's getting dressed well, they're not the same They're not the same so uh, it's it's more not only the designer name. I'm not going to get to the designer name because that's not what we're talking about. It's it's the way the co- the clothing is cut. It's it's the provocative. It's, it's their clothing. It's 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 Paris. It's their runways. It's their fashion world. It's not our world. We're different. Just the opposite. Our beauty. What? I'm not here to answer for the from, from stores. Some are every person, every, every person can dress themselves and can find clothing that is sneistic. And every guy can find really nice clothing that's not screaming volume. It's not. It's, you know, the yeshivas have to come out and out and, and, and and her skinny pants and 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 and, and happy socks. Yeshivas have to come out and say, if you come in that way, to kick you out. If a kid in my class when I was growing up would wear socks like that, we would beat him up so bad. What's socks? If you don't know, you're good. Happy socks are socks that have crazy colors. That. So it's, it has nothing to do with covering your feet whatsoever. Those socks. It's an advertisement. It's yellow and pink and red and so. If we wore them, if we wore them first, if it's the white socks that Hasidim wear, the Greatest World doesn't wear white socks, right? There's nothing wrong with being different. There's nothing wrong. The Hasidim wear, in Borough Park, white socks, like George Washington used to wear, right? Nobody wears that anymore. The So is there something wrong? No, that's different because we're different. If we came up with happy socks and all the Jews wore were pink and white and yellow socks and the rest of the world didn't, no problem but we're wearing it because they're wearing it and who's wearing it that we're copying who, who are we copying we're copying that world whatever it is Pesach is a Pesach is a night it's a, we're going we're to look inside a little bit Pesach is a night a night of zivug. I don't even know how to explain that in English it's a night where where God where our Kodesh Baruch in a moment fell in love with this nation, for absolutely no reason. All his friends, all God's friends, all the Malachim, all the angels said to him, why her? She is downright full of filth and dirt. Klaeswah was on the 49th level of Tummah. We were filthy. And not only that, the Malachim said, if you're going to pick filth, Hashem, if that's what you're going to pick, so, so, so the, 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 the Egyptians were also on the 49th level of Tummah. So why would you take the slaves? If you're picking filth, pick the filth that's the master, not the filth that's the slave. So Malachim came to Hashem and said, you're the king of the world, 49th level of Tumach, why are you taking the servants? Take the masters. So take the Trium as your chosen nation. Hashem said, it's sort of like, I have to be careful how I say this, but it's sort of like when a boy, fo- when a, when a boy falls in love with a girl and it makes no sense on paper, it made no sense on paper there's a whole crazy medresh where the malachim came to Akush Baruch and said you're not you're not going down there into Mitzrayim where all these all these abayi zorahs are and making yourself Tameh you're, you're, you're a prince Hashem you're the Kohen if you have to take the Jews out we don't agree with the shiruch at all we don't agree with the shiruch at all we think they're messed up but on the 49th level of Tumah you don't deserve them You deserve much better. But if you want them, for whatever reason, we'll take them out of Mitzrayim. The Malachim said. We'll lead them out of Mitzrayim. We'll take care of Mitzrayim. You wait for them at Har Sinai. And Hashem said, we say to Naagadah, Lo Shliach, Lo Malach. No. This is my girl. This is my shirach. No one else is going to go get my shirach and bring her to me. No. I'm going to go get her. It's an unbelievable Medrash. That's what happened... On Pesach night. And it didn't make any sense. And that's why the word that we use. Is bishipazon. Chipazon is not a relationship. That you built up. Chipazon is in a moment. They saw each other from across the room. I mean it's in the books right. And they decided that second when they looked at each other. This is the right one for me. This is what happened. I'm talking from Roshim Shempi, Because it's not Rabbi Wallstein. This is what happened on that night. Hashem looked at Klai And said Now. We're leaving now. We're not staying here another second. If I stay here another second, if Kaisal stays here another second, they're going to be in the 50th level of Tumor. I'm going to lose my girl. I'm going to lose my kala. He tells them, I'm not losing my kala. Now. If he pause on, in a moment. That's what happened on Pesach night. And you going to sit there and be like all the other girls? Like all the other guy in the world? You're going to sit there and talk at the Pesach Seder about business and style and my oh I haven't seen my cousins in a long time. How you doing? And how you doing? That's what you're going to do on the night that Hashem fell in love with us. We're going to be busy with everything else. I'm going to read it to you from the Chavayosha. Not simple. It's a huge night. You could get anything you want that night. Chasum. Anything you want that night. That's the night of Lael Shemurim. That's the night that you can leave your door open if you're not living in a bad neighborhood. And Hashem says, we just got engaged. I got your back. No one's going to bother you on that night. That was the night that Haman came to Veros. And Zeresh said, don't go. It's Leel Shemurim. And he didn't listen. On Leel Shemurim, the Jewish nation is Akala. It's a very, very huge night. You could, you could ask for anything by the Seder. Anything in the world. Because... Because Baruch is, 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 is the chassan and wear the collar. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu's name, girls, is not mentioned in the whole Haggadah. How could that be? He's the main man. He took us out, I mean, he, he, he did the Makos for the, you know, he was the Shliach, the Makos, he was the Shliach, Kyrgyz Yamsuf. He went to Paro. Paro's name is mentioned how many times? A lot of times. Laman's name is mentioned. Everyone's name is mentioned. The five people in B'lei Barak, their name is mentioned, the Tanam. Moshe Abedo, the main man, he's not there. Your whole Haggadah, no word Moshe. One time it says, by by Hashem of Moshe Azo. and the only reason it's in the Haggadah is because you have to, you're saying, by you're saying, oh, you're saying it. So it happens to have his name in it, but it doesn't say he took it out of his tribe, it doesn't say he was by the arms doesn't say he did dumps for the Akinah, doesn't say anything about Moshe Abedo. And everybody asks, how could you leave him out? Where's our curse of you leave him out, and the whole agado, by all agado, How can you leave him out? And the answer is, when you get engaged, there's no room for the shachan. When the boy gets down on the knee, there's no shachim there. He says, "Will you marry me?" There's nobody there; it's just a cow and him. Finished. No shachan. Once they're engaged, you lose the shachim. You don't call him up anymore. You're engaged. You give him his money. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Here's your money. Have a good day. Where's the shachim? All right so by the by, when when it's the Chassan and Kala in a Zivug together privately we love you Moshe Rabbeinu but there's no place for you here Shachar has to step out you did your job Shh. does that tell you a little bit of the Kedusha of that night that even Moshe Rabbeinu's name cannot be mentioned in the Haggadah that's how that's how close the two of us are that night Christo <coughs> and Hashem that Moshe Rabbeinu is in the way so he cannot be in the Haggadah? Do you have any idea what that means? What's going on? And people sit there and they're busy talking about all the politics they didn't see the family in so long. And we're just talking and talking. And Hashem says, Talk about the Chassan. And he's very excited. He's very excited because here we are sitting around. We're all the Kala, right? is all the Kala. Imagine the Chassan tells his friends, listen guys, tonight, my kala is meeting with all her friends and she's telling them about me and the friends are like wow let's go listen under the window what she's going to say about you that you're handsome that you're royal that you're rich that you're smart let's go listen let's go right so they all go to the window and all her friends are there and she's sitting there and she's telling her friends so how's everything going in school what's going on in your life how's everything what's happening what's happening you going out with anybody? And he's like, she's not even talking about me. She made this gathering together to talk about me. She's talking about everything else. Styles, fashion, what she just bought, where she's going on vacation, what's going on in school. What an insult. And all the friends are like, oh man, I don't know about this girl. <laughs> she's, she gathered all her friends to talk about you and she's talking about everything else but you. Now, why am I saying this? This says this Kavayasha, and the Kavayasha says something. He's never really that hard, but here he says something very hard. He says the following. First of all, he says he wants you to know something, ladies. It's, it would be good to teach the women of Yisrael. When you're washing and cleaning and vacuuming the chame, the the, calum, the vessels, because of the chametz, that you should have in mind that the way you're getting rid of the chametz. He's getting rid of the Sahara and his wife. I don't have to say her name. Number one. And then he says, interesting, he says that when you set the table, I've said this before, he said when you set the table, you should use a girl who was very, very young, and she never, ever was Tomei in her life. The table has to be set by someone who was never te- never Tomei, or is not Tomei. So if you can't have a girl that's under like 12, then a woman who's married who went to the Mikvah you could use. But no one should touch that table when you set the table for the Seder who is Tomei. And for sure not a non-Jew. Now, there is no other table a whole year round. It doesn't ever say that your Shabbos table, you can't, you can't, Set the table, if you're Tomei, every single girl is Tomei, and they set the table for Shabbos. It never says anyway that you can't set, it, it says that a non-Jew shouldn't set your table for Shabbos. Shabbos is Kaddish, set the table yourself, right? Here it says, I'll read it to you from inside. Here it v'shalom. you should allow your maid to set your table. Ki Israel should be a Jew. Umato imonei day, Israel has tohora b'tumas that the person who does it should be tar pure from tomasanu. Koshkein sheyitut tovi day besula. Israelis shloiras shloiras hanida dayan, a young girl who is never tamei. So what do you do she... in the hotel? Oh, so I spoke about it last night. So what do I do in the hotel? That's terrible. I take all the plates off my table. First, I go to the mikveh. Every Pesach. And I take all the plates off my table, put it on my chair, and I reset the table. It's not as good, right? But it's something. It's something. Yeah, I missed. This is a... No, you can't. It's too many. 2,000 people. You can't. You can't. I wanted to last year. It was my idea to go around with all the kids and set the tables. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, but it didn't work. We made Mara. We made Harosas. We did a lot of other stuff, but that didn't work. So I just take it off the table and I put it back on. But that's what he says. He says that his Rebbe used to go looking and he used to set the table. The reason I'm telling you this is not halacha, but just to get an understanding of the holiness of the Seder night that was so, big. oh, I'm tired, my back hurts. I'm, I don't know what they do in Israel. At least we have a second night where you can sleep a whole day. But in Israel, the one Seder and out. There's no second Seder. So you got to be up. You got to be up. So he says the following. Listen to this. You have to be very happy that night. That there's a special happiness in Shemayim and here. And therefore, you're supposed to be singing at the Seder. Who sings at the Seder? We do. Diana, we do. You should not show that you're impatient. Shechivu al Adam l'Sapiyach Yisra'iyim. It's a mitzvah to to talk about Yisra'iyim. Oisiv Hakadosh Baruch Hu l'chol Pama'li Yisrael. God gathers his whole chavra, all the malachim. But Oy Malam, he says to them, "L'chum v'Shimu Sipah Hashem v'Chaim Smeikhem v'Serivu l'Shoyi B'Yam." Come with me. It's when I told you the story, right? Like the boyfriend. Come with me. Let's listen to the praises that my kallah is talking about me. All the malachim come with him. and they listen to us and they say wow we admit to all the great that you did and they admit to Hashem that your nation Israel, is holy what do you mean they admit to Hashem what's going on I'll tell you a story and we'll end with that that they're happy to be out of Mitzrayim they're happy now listen carefully they're not happy that they have a gu'ullah, says the, says the zayar, this is the zayar. They're happy that God came out of Mitzrayim. They're happy that the Golos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shekhinah, which is why we want Mashiach, right? Yisrael, we see, we nicely correctly him. I don't know what that means, but Kla Yisrael, through the Seder night, speaking about the praises of Hashem, gives power to him. The whole makes you rave him there, Baruch Hu, And everybody is very, is very in awe. Uraim here means in awe of Hashem. Now comes the hard part. Don't say it in a rush. And don't go through the Seder like it's a, a, a Masa, a load on your back. And he says the following. A person who sits by the Seder and the whole Seder night to him Oh, it's a pain in the neck. I'm tired. My back hurts. I need to go to sleep. Come on! I can't believe my brother has a notebook. Oh my God! He's going to say all that stuff. Oh, I hope not. Daddy, Daddy, could you please tell him to say it by the meal? Because by the meal, I'm going to lay on the couch and go to sleep, right? We all get scared. Our, kids, our, our brothers come home from yeshiva. And they have these notebooks and things. Like oh, I can't sit here and listen to this. This is crazy, right? He says the following: A person who the Haggadah, to him is a masa of bal karchai, and he feels like he's being forced to be there. or he's, or he's, he's upset? Who believes Simcha, he's not happy, the cavern slave he's not thinking about what's going on at the Seder. As is he doesn't say this about anything. If he's ever in danger, he will not Hashem will not do a miracle for him. Wow. You need him, you're sick, you're in danger. The Yosher says, if you sit by the Seder, and like you're forced and you're tired, I don't want to be here, let's get it over with, let's get to the meal, come on, I'm tired. If that's how you're going to go through the Seder, then in your life you're going to need Hashem to do a miracle for you. He will not do it. But the opposite, if you sit by the Seder, and you're happy, and you're, and you're saying, and you're talking about your You'd see us mitrayon, because Mitzrayim comes the word mates are. You're getting out of your depression, your addiction. You finally got rid of your iPhone, you finally got rid of this, you finally got you were you were always sloppy. This year you decided to get yourself together. You were eating wrong this year, you decided. That's my my I hope I make it to the Seder, but that's that's what I'm saying this year. it says Hashtag, I'm a servant. I said it last year, we say it. This year I'm a servant, Next year I should be free. Last year I was a servant to potato chips and chocolate. My sugar was off the wall I was not well I couldn't stop I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried I couldn't stop And it was very unhealthy It's very unhealthy And I couldn't say no to a bag of potato chips And I couldn't say no to a bar of chocolate I came home at night I sat down and I ate Regular potato chips Barbecue potato chips Onion garlic potato chips And for the last 55 days I'm free so far Hashem, oh Hashem, you don't need to clap, it's not the, we're, not, we're, not, we're not in a, a support group for diet, diabetic di- diets, no, but I have to tell you, it's, it's, it's freedom, I just talk, spoke, about, I spoke to girls today in, in Manhattan High School, it's, it's, it's really freedom, I feel, I feel, I get on that scale, I take my blood sugar in the morning, it says 90, like 90 is what you're supposed to be, I was 390 every morning, I was killing myself, And, and to see that 90 and to see the scale and to, to do four to five miles on a treadmill in the morning and schwitz and listen to music and get off that treadmill, I'm not a slave anymore. That's freedom. You think that's, that's the opposite. Oh my gosh, Reverend Wallstein, you're such a, you're such a nebuch. You can't eat potato chips anymore. You can't eat chocolate anymore. What a nebuch. I feel so bad for you. No. Just the opposite. I was a nebuch because I couldn't say no. A slave can't say no. The master says to the slave, jump. He says, yes, master. Clean, yes, master. Cook, yes, master. The one word that the slave can't say is no. Freedom, a free man can say no. So to say no to something that's going to hurt you physically, right, that's freedom. I'm, I'm not going to give myself an horror Because I'm going, you know, you get on Jet blue, and they have those blue potato chips I didn't get a chance to tell the go in Manhattan Because I was talking today about, about What is true freedom? True freedom is spending time with yourself Not spending time online And social networks And wasting time True freedom is when you are able to sit by yourself And you're free enough To look inside yourself And see the stuff that you do good And the stuff that you don't do good so I'll just give you an example I'm on this crazy diet And Baruch Hashem No carbs, zero carbs vegetables, protein, I get emails because I spoke about it, that's no good, that's no good do this, do that, whatever, I'm on this diet I'm with a doctor, it's going great last week, I wasn't here Wednesday, why wasn't I here? I had to go see a girl that's really going through a very hard time in a rehab in Florida another one Jewish girl 90, 90 people there she's the one Jewish girl I spent the day there she's already there for three and a half months, I'm very close to her she's doing terrible she's doing much worse than when she got there I had a very hard day. I got up very early in the morning. I flew to Orlando. I drove for two hours. I was with her, drove back for two hours, and then flew back. So I was traveling for ten hours to be there for four hours. It was physically extremely draining. It was emotionally very draining because I'm very close to her and I'm watching this kid really, really suffer. So I get on the plane and I'm got my apples cut. I'm, I'm prepared. I got my apples. But I made a big mistake. Again, I sit down. Jet Blue. I'm starving. She comes around with that basket, right? Blue potato chips, poppers, chocolate chip cookies. I can't eat those because they're all vacuum. Some other stuff. And I'm looking at these blues. And I haven't haven't had potato chips at that point in 40 days. And I'm looking at these blues and I'm like, I'm not going to eat them. But I'll take one. I'm just going to put it in the seat next to me with empty. I put in the seat. You stay there. I'll be here. I can handle this. We're flying. We're flying. I look, at, I look at the back of the package. It says 120 calories. I'm thinking to myself, 120 calories. One second. I went on the treadmill at 4 o'clock in the morning. I burnt 650 calories. So I'm still 400 calories ahead. Okay. So of course I ate the blue, I ate the bag of potato chips, I ate the blue t- the chips. It was each piece was like wow, right? <laughs> it's you know, Rabbi Wallstein, the big Rabbi Wolfsing can't can't beat a bag of potato chips. It's that right? It's everyone has their thing. It's a hard, everyone has their thing. So he can't kill me this way. He'll kill me like that. right? Fine. So all right, 120 calories. She goes back up the aisle. I'm like <laughs> poppers. It's not potato chips. It's poppers. Can I see that bag? She gives it to me. I look in the back, 110 calories. So I'm up to 230 calories. I still, I burnt all that stuff off. I'll take a poppers. She said, you want three? I'm like, who hired you? Like, One. I ate a bag of poppers. I ate a bag of potatoes. I hadn't eaten. I was proud of myself. I went on the scale. I I I I, I knew that my blood sugar, you know, when I go to to test it the next morning, the potatoes are going to, not going to be so good. But I'm not an Eved, because what did I do? When I got home, it was very late at night. I landed at 1230. I said, my Kriyashma, before I said my Kriyashma, I sat at the edge of my bed and I said, what happened to you? How did this happen? You are doing so well. You are so strong. What did you do wrong on that plane? In other words, I'm going to be on JetBlue again. And I'm going to be on the treadmill that morning again. Why aren't you going to do this again? What what did you do wrong here? Because if I don't figure it out, I will do it again. I'll find a phoenix. That's six hours, jet blue. That's five bags of potato chips. So I sat there and late at night. I'm telling you this for a reason. What did you do wrong? I said I did two things wrong. One, the apples were in my carry-on. I put them above the seat. I would have to get up to get the apples. It's easier to eat the potato chips. If I had the apples in front of me, and I would have had the potato chips next to me, I would have said, you know what? Eat the apples. See if you're still hungry, which you wouldn't be. And you won't want the potato chips because I was so hungry. So number one, just use your brain. And the food that you brought, don't don't hide that. Put it out in front of you. Okay, that was one. But that wasn't the big mistake. The big mistake was... You looked in the back of the package at how many calories? You were looking for rationalization. Anything under five hundred and fifty calories you would have eaten. Because five calories, I did it, I did it, I did it on the treadmill. So do you, when it comes to the you don't have a you cannot take the bag. The minute you took that bag, the HR was like, I won. He will eat it. He is gonna eat that bag. the, the war was not when the bag was next to me the war was when the bag was in the basket that's when the war was I lost that war once I lost that war I lost everything I sat by my bed until I figured that out and I said that next time we walk down the aisle I'm going to have apples in front of me and I'm not going to take that bag because once I look at the bag I can rationalize now why am I telling you this because the physical world and the spiritual world they mirror each other. It's the same thing. You could do so well, girls. Sneers, not talking to boys. Whatever you took on, you're not listening to girls music, you could do so well. I was doing so well. My clothing changed. I put on suits that I didn't wear. My eyesight got a hundred points better. But I fell. But if I wouldn't have spent that time with myself, either I would have gotten depressed and said, you broke a streak. We call that streak breaking, which girls know all about that on diets. You lost 60 pounds. And then you went on a birthday with your friends and they forced you to eat a piece of chocolate cake. And you listen to them. And you're like, okay, that's it. It's over. My diet's over. And then you're up 80. And the friends that did it to you are sham, Because they made you eat that piece of cake. Because now they know what's going to happen. And now they don't have to lose weight because you... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different share that I talk about. How we are as people. Because if you can do it, then I have to do it, and I feel pressured. So I get you not to, yeah, it's the same thing when, when girls grow in seminaries, and they're like, I got, I, I, I stop talking to boys, and I stop that. And all of a sudden your friends are like, well, we're going, there's a bunch of guys, that you sure you don't want to come? And you're like, why are you teasing me? I just stopped talking to boys. And the answer is, if we get you to talk to boys again, then we don't have to feel bad that we're talking to boys. The way you make people change is by example, so they try to break you down, try to break down your example. So what I'm saying over here. So in the in the spiritual world, there are certain steps. It's like, you know, I'm going to listen to Goyashi music, but I'm not going to listen to that kind of music. So you took it out of the basket already, and it's next to you. So you'd be like, well, that music won't really affect me because today I say I dab in an extra hour. You're going to find the reason. So you you can't go there, and that's why we will end with this. I, I, I I'm spending time with myself. I don't I don't have a smartphone. You know what I said? I said stupid people have smartphones and smart people have stupid phones. So I'm a smart guy because I have a stupid phone. But seriously, I'm not sitting at the edge of my bed. Du-du-du-du-du. Twitter. Oh my gosh. Anyone who has Twitter is 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 nuts. You're crazy. You're not normal. Why? Imagine going out in the street tonight. And someone walks over to you and says, Hi. I just took a Q-tip out of my ear. Hi. You don't have an ingrown toenail? Hi. I'm about to blow my nose. Hi. I had lettuce for lunch. Hi. I have a hangnail. I also have fungus between my toes. Hi. You'd be like, Oh, look. One of my hairs just fell out. Hi. I'm going to the bathroom. You'd be like, This is a very sick human being. Hello? 911? There is someone that needs to go to a psych ward. She's walking around telling people every second what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Go away from me. Twitter. Twitter is. <gasps> my sugar. Every five seconds. <laughs> what are you doing? That's normal taking selfies? That's normal? You want to know what you look like? Look in the mirror. They'll take a hundred selfies every day? Why take a selfie? Look in the mirror. That's why they made mirrors. He got us nuts. We're doing the craziest things in the world. Crazy, crazy things. Why did he do this to Satan? You think because he wants to watch pornography and talk to boys? That's, that's, he wants that, but that's on the bottom. He wants to take your time. So you can't sit at the edge of the bed, figure out why someone who's working so hard, why did I fall? Because, <sighs> because when you figure out why you fall, then you can fix it, then you don't get depressed, you don't gotta pop pills, and you don't gotta, you don't gotta go crazy, you don't wanna go through addiction. You work on yourself. You figure out, I made a mistake. I rationalized. You're healthy. You're healthy. And I think the next time I go on a plane, I'm not going to have that of because I figured out why. I'm not telling you I'm a genius. I'm not a genius. But I spent that time before I went to sleep. I didn't go to sleep because the next morning I would have said, I don't care anymore. I said, why did you do this? You worked so hard. You're going to take your blood tomorrow. It's not going to be 90. It's going to be 175. And you're going to be so upset. How could you have done this on the plane? And I figured it out. I'm not a servant. I'm not a slave to this world. I am able to free up my own time. A slave has no time. The time belongs to the master. We have, because Baruch gives us pechira, he gives us minds to think, to use our time. We are not slaves. We are now slaves. Yes, we are slaves. We are slaves to our phones. There are people that are having it surgically connected to their ears so they don't have to I saw, I saw this morning in Bottle Park, a lady who was wearing a, what do you call it, a snood, right? She was wearing a tight snood and she was, she was waiting for her kids by the bus and her phone was in the snood, I promise you, hands free, like this, in the snood and she was talking, it was hanging. I, I was in the middle of the block so it was hanging and she was talking and she was busy with her kids. But the phone was hanging from, because the snow was very hot, like this. I'm like, just get it get surgically in your ear, and what do you have to worry about? There's nothing to worry it's, it's, We're slaves. So, in so, Hashem, you'll sit by the Seder. you'll be able to just take one thing I'm not telling you what to take take one thing when you say I'm a slave to food I'm a slave to drugs I'm a slave to drinking I'm a slave to movies I'm a slave to whatever it is whatever you're a slave to what does it mean slave? you can't say no I need your help I want you to know that before I went on this diet I said I cannot do this I can't do this I've tried this many many times i failed I'm coming to you and I'm asking you to help me Go and get healthy. I asked him, I daven. So, yeah, by, by the city, you have to say, I am a servant to certain things, and I want to be free. And Lashana Abba bin I need you to help me make this happen. And imagine if every year you'd be able to free yourself of one part of your slavery, one part of something in your life that you cannot say no to. Then you're then, then you really a bin Eichhairim. And this is the night to do it. This is the big night. This is the holiest night of the year by far. The holiest night of the year. It's the only night that's called Leil Shemurim. It's a very, very big night. So my bracha to everyone here is that whatever you need, you should be smart enough to sit. And if people start talking, take your agada, take, take your agada, get an English agada, get a Lehman Haggadah, get an Haggadah, an article that has Dvar Torahs on it, go sit on the couch, and and read it till they're finished. Don't don't be part of if Hashem comes to your house and the malachim are listening to a nonsense at the table. At least he'll see that his daughter or his wife, whatever you want to say, is sitting at and and, and learning about him. It's a big night. It's I, I can't it's a feeling. I can't even share the feeling. It's such a crazy feeling. To be to, to know that you're the kala, it's a crazy feeling. And then this kala that he took out of the mud, my famous story, which we, we, the princess story we don't have time for it tonight, that he took out of the mud, yes, we, 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 we are, we are out of the mud and we're out of the 49th level of Tumah and we don't know how to act. So it took him 49 days and every single day he cleaned us up, he taught us etiquette, he taught us how to be, how, how to be royalty, because when it comes on Shavuos and he marries us, the chupa hakagigas, he gives us the ring, which is the two, the two stones that are made out of, out of, out of, uh, sapphire, right? so it takes us 49 days Chesed, Teferes, Netzach, Chod all these different things, Malchus and in the end, Malchus Shiva Malchus the 49th day we, everyone in this room is a queen the etiquette's there, how to act is there because we have the Torah that's where you're striving from that's where you're going from, that's where Pesach to Shavu is, it doesn't say in the Torah when Shavu is, it doesn't say what day of the month it says 49 days after Pesach We got engaged Pesach night. We get married Shavuos night. 49 of the holiest days of the year. What are you going to do with it? It's up to you. May God free you all, including me, from all our chains and webs. Webs like internet webs. And chains and cells that were stuck in. All the words that the American language put on the internet and the stuff that we use like I always talk about, it's a web it's a net, it's a cell all the things that keep a slave in it will be zeichot to break that all and oh my gosh because will has to give us there's so, there's so many Jews in Mitzrayim right now, and I don't mean Egypt so many in, in psych wards and rehabs and hospitals so many people are sick it's a Mitzrayim a ventilator a respirator not being able to get out of bed cancer all these diseases this is all Mitzrayim this is all Mitzrayim it's all our Mitzrayim it's all our Mitzrayim all our you have to daven when you're sitting by that Haggadah you the girls the, the women have the biggest karech you have to daven to Hashem get us out of Mitzrayim Chazal Sidor Pesach Lushana, Bob, get us out of this Mitzrayim we're in such a deep Mitzrayim we're in a very deep Mitzrayim we're not on the 49th level of tummah. We're in the 50th level of tuma. <laughs> the tummah that's in America and in the world is the 50th level of Tumor And the only reason we can get out of it is because we have Taira In the they didn't have tairah, Hashem said, if they get to the 50th, I'll never get them out. We have tairah. We have a chance to get out of this. You need to dominate. It's a night to daven You're sitting by the Seder. The chasm's at the door with all the malachim. And the malachim turn around and say, you were right. You saw a princess in the mud. You saw a princess that was filthy. We told you she's a slave and she's dirty and she's filthy and she's disgusting. And you said, yeah, angels, but you don't see what's underneath. She's beautiful. She's royalty. She's special. And the malachim said, no, we don't see it. They're oiv de'avoy de'zara. Be'hem oiv de'avoy And on the night of Pesach, we forced the angels to turn to Hashem, as the she says, and say to Hashem, you were right. We were wrong. They are royalty. They are beautiful. We all be